We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat Beat post-game show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we got Kenny. What's up, Kenny? What's up, man? Shout out to Orlando Robinson. We're going to get into it, but shout out to him. Orlando Robinson show. Let me tell you something. I am I am close to saying some irresponsible shit about Orlando Robinson. Say it. Listen, Don't everybody don't get mad at me. I'm not going to lie. It feels like when they found Hassan... Except he does important shit on a basketball court, like box out and 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 play defense and listen to people. I swear, I was thinking of Hassan thing while I was watching him, and like people act like because of, because of the way the Hassan thing ended, people act like it was all bad. Him breaking out was some of the most fun I've ever had as a Heat fan. That shit, Kenny. I'm getting those vibes because it's like that team needed something, right? Mm-hmm. And Hassan's fucking big loafing ass comes in. And he rebounds. And listen, their best offense tonight was missing shots on Orlando Robinson offensive rebounding. <laughs> let's like let's listen. Let's let's be honest. It's familiar. Here. It's familiar. <laughs> it's, it's the good Hassan. I, and I, I remember like that's back when I worked retail jobs. So I had weird a weird schedule. So I'll be on my way home checking the scores. So it'd be like, um, all right, end of the first quarter, Hassan Whiteside has twelve rebounds. Like what? <laughs> and remember that Spo don't want to play him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he ended up being right at the end, but <laughs> you know, in a roundabout way. But like with Orlando, yeah. it's it's like we all see it, and I think mm-hmm. that they're gonna get there eventually. Because at this point, I think the evidence is like stacking up. You know, I, I want to go through everybody today, from <laughs> Orlando to Duncan to Max. Who shout out to Max to mm-hmm. Gabe, great game, Vic. Um, you know, uh, every Tyler for hitting that big shot at the end, Kyle, uh, for the playmaking. Listen, they played Gobert off the fucking floor tonight. They yeah. they traded. Man, I don't remember the last time that he had five draft picks to trade. I don't think they've had that since, like, the Clinton administration. And they traded all of that for this guy who got played off the floor because Gabe Vincent was hitting a bunch of floaters in his face. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Right, we talk about the heat size and them not being big, but that that everything the grass is not always green. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Gobert's a great post defender, but he is easily played off the floor. It's not only because of his limitations on on the perimeter as far as defense goes, but he also can't make smaller defenders pay on the other end. And so, third quarter, I think he was out of there pretty much until yeah. the, the last possession where they needed a stop. I think that the Heat, and we talked about this pregame, Kenny. You know, mm-hmm. Gobert, Minnesota does a great job of protecting the rim. They're like the six people attempt the six least amount of shots at the rim against the, the Timberwolves all mm-hmm. season. A big credit to that is Gobert and what he does as a pick and roll defender and all that. Miami was just not scared of him. And like, I think we've seen Bam kind of get shaken by guys' heights and, and length and stuff like that. And Jimmy, too. I think they're like too like conservative and like the shit that they'll try in the paint. Gabe, mm-hmm. Orlando Robinson. These motherfuckers didn't care. Gabe is like, I don't, I'm going right at you. Orlando Robinson, he doesn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, and I'm really because that could be for someone on at the stage of Orlando Robinson's career, that could be intimidating for someone that young going against this multiple time perimeter, I mean, defensive player of the year. But man, he handled it well. And that's what you're supposed to do with side blockers. I don't know why. Like, and I'm going to sound old here. I don't know why today guys kind of shy away from shot blocking. You're supposed to get into them and try to get them in foul trouble Absolutely. or back them off. Well, okay, and so, Orlando Robinson did a great job of that tonight. Absolutely. So, man, there's so much to get into today. Cause, and, Kenny, I, I don't know about you. I never felt the win was in doubt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird one where Miami has given you so little confidence all year. And today was a game that I'm like, no, oh, yeah, they're going to win this. And even when it got, like, shaky at times, I'm like, they were always in control, and I, I I thought you know when Minnesota cut it to like three in the third, I think Kyle hit a three, and somebody else made a player got like a, a forced a turnover on the other end, and they made enough plays like that where when Minnesota got close enough, they kind of pulled away, and that was consistently. Man, they said on the broadcast today, Kenny, that was the first third quarter win that they've had since December fucking fifth. <laughs> 21 days, man. But you know what it was tonight? That's a whole think... advent calendar since they fucking won a third quarter. <laughs> I think the thing tonight was, um, I think what happens is you see stars missing and you think, well, the team is worse, obviously, without the stars. But what happens with that is you don't have that safety net. So your your um, your margin for error is way shorter. And he did a great job tonight of responding to that. Um, like you said, they were going at Gobert. Orlando Robinson on the offensive glass, that's something they usually don't have yeah. um, because Bam is involved in every action on the perimeter with the handoffs and all this other stuff. You have Orlando Robinson already down there. He's just picking and rolling, keeping it real simple. A couple handoffs here and there, but for the most part, he's down there. Off it. So it's it's a different look. It's not as great of a team, but it's a different look, and it's difficult to scout against. And so I'm, I'm sure they, I'm sure they expect the simple expected to go in there like, okay, we're going to dominate the glass tonight. But I honestly, I don't think they won that battle tonight. They may have, but if they did, it was pretty close. I know that Minnesota got like a late offensive rebound, and I was like, huh, that hasn't happened very much today. I think Miami has thoroughly kind of won the glass. So Minnesota had 30 at 44 rebounds. Miami had 40. That's funny. But I I think that – yeah, but I mean, I I think Miami got a lot of important offensive rebounds, which you feel a ton. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's give some shout-outs to some people in chat, Kenny. You know, Mm -hmm. holiday season, people are here with us. Eric the Great subscribed to Tier 1, says, send Deadman to the Sun and replace him with Orlando Robinson. Shops closed, baby. Um, King Barrow says best Orlando in Florida. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I, I 100% agree. 
Uh, Heatside said best game of the season in the paint versus Gobert and with the two-way center available only. We'd love to see that. And I, I just think people have the same kind of positivity that we have. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody else in chat goes, respectfully, the mechanic needs to hang up his tools and retire. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we are. Uh, Polter Ghost said uh, Orlando ate up Baguette Biombo in the paint. <laughs> I love calling Gobert like Baguette and then like noun, like Baguette whatever. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's never not funny to me. Um yeah, JG says we need to attack the basket more like that. We shoot too many threes right now. And I thought they shot a ton of threes tonight too, but I think the I think the willingness to kind of go in the paint, shoot those floaters, those mid-range. Uh yeah. one of the things I liked, and they kind of did this more toward the first half, not so much in the second half, but Katie, they were setting uh they were setting like lower lower screens uh with mm -hmm. Orlando Robinson. So typically in a high pick and roll, you know, the guy will come up to the three-point line and set the screen. And a lot of times what you want that for is because you want like guys to have the ability to pull up from three. But I kind of like the adjustment of like, hey, let's set a lower screen. Let's not take so many threes because we're not hitting as many. And let's yeah. let our guards kind of walk into some pull-up twos or kind of be a little bit closer to the basket and get their floater game going. And that was really reminiscent of like Tim Duncan because that's what that's what Timmy and Tony Parker used to run a ton, mm -hmm. right? Because like Tony, especially early on, wasn't shooting like threes off the dribble, right? It was like, hey, let 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 me get Tony to get to his spot, like get to a floater, get to the basket, and and that kind of a short roll, you're in good offensive rebounding position as well. And I thought that tonight was a really nice adjustment by Spo. You saw Gabe kind of get going with the floater. I thought Tyler's best looks came from from floater shots in, in the mm -hmm. paint off those actions. So. Uh, I, I really like that, Kenny, from them a lot tonight. Yeah, and I would like to see them add that wrinkle a little more. Um, and they did shoot a ton of threes tonight, but I will say because I've been I've seen a lot of people ask the question why they're shooting so many threes. And in those cases, when you have those good sides, you just have to take them um, and kind of bet on them starting to go in rather than just giving it up and then making it that much easier for the defense. So that's, that's the answer to why they kept continuing to shoot the threes. But I do like that they added, like you said, setting the screens lower and being able to get to their floaters. Because Tyler, for example, was 0 for 8 tonight from three. And I believe he was 7 for 19 from the field. Yep. So without those threes, yeah, so without those threes, he it's a solid game. But he was set up with that, with the floaters and with being able to get to the basket or whatever it is. And same thing with Kyle Lowry. Um, he's not been the strongest three-point shooter the past two seasons. Well, pretty much his stint in Miami. But the floater was going tonight. He was able to get to the basket, draw contact, create for others. And so that wrinkle I'm hoping sticks. When Bam comes back, I would like to see Jimmy set those screens lower a lot more often. And that could be the because this team, they've been, they've been in so many close games. That could be the difference between wins and losses some nights, like it was tonight. So, you know, they did it tonight without a 20-point score, right? Struess, mm -hmm. team leading 19, which I'm going to get to him in a second because he was big time today. Uh, mm -hmm. Tyler with 14, Kyle with 18, Orlando with 15 and nine. Uh, most of that on the offensive glass too, which is pretty pretty crazy. I yeah. believe he had uh, he had seven offensive rebounds. That's just that's crazy. That's enormous. You know, Duncan uh, had nine. You know, some congratulations to Duncan by the way, fastest player at 800 threes. Um, you know, probably not a record that will stand with the way that the league is kind of trending in terms mm -hmm. of kind of three point volume. But you know, that's a huge accomplishment in a league with. A lot of really prolific shooters, uh, including Steph and Clay and Dame Lillard and all these guys. So Durant. So credit to Duncan, man. That's a that's a really cool accomplishment. And I I like Kenny how he's finding his spaces on the floor again. Mm -hmm. I think he's back to moving and shooting off motion, not spot ups. And I think 
probably these lineups without Jimmy and Bam help him. Um, some handoffs, some some relocations, because there's more ball movement, right? There's, these guys have to work the floor more to get looks, and I think that kind of the surplus, the addition of of, uh, of ball handling, right? The injection of Gabe Vincent, because now you're playing more three-guard lineups again, so you'll play mm-hmm. like, you know, what is it, Duncan, Depot, Gabe, with Highsmith, who's just going to space and screen, and then a rim roller in Orlando Robinson, and I really like that unit, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I like what Duncan gave them in those spots. Yeah, so a few things about Duncan. So for one, him still breaking records as far as being the fastest person to this many threes while having a, a season in about a third of one being in and out of the rotation is extremely impressive for him to still be on that kind of pace, just missing so many games and playing so little minutes. But also, um, yeah, as far as the motion shooting, that's a thing a lot of people don't realize is the most elite of elite shooters are more comfortable shooting some ways than others and so with duncan when kyle came here um they didn't really need to depend on duncan with the dribble handoffs as much and so he's not as comfortable coming off the dribble handoffs moving and all this stuff the spot ups that's not really his game it's never been his game even at um michigan he wasn't a spot up stand in the corner or stand on the elbow shooter and so tonight where they needed him a little more because they didn't have jimmy they didn't have them he kind of got back to doing what he had been doing his first two seasons here and we saw it really pay off tonight super big time for him and i'm i'm happy that that he kind of had that moment again let's get to max bro because yeah you know maxwell has uh has had a rough time with it and we've been hard on him big mm-hmm. today not just shooting the ball i liked his cutting i liked his downhill yeah. action i we i sang his praises on defense earlier uh on our pregame show because I do think that he's really, while not elite, he's really kind of held up. And we're going to get to Jovic. I know chat's tripping about Jovic. Uh, we have, I have things to talk about him about too. But so many people had good games, man. It's 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 yeah. nice. It's been a while. It's a lot to celebrate today. And, and Max kind of coming back to life a bit since the first time, really, since the Boston game, uh, in the, the one that they lost in Boston. Mm-hmm. Kenny, I, I liked what they got from him. And I just think that him getting going is going to be huge. Tonight... He he hit a lot of like really timely threes. You know, there were there were a couple run stoppers, which I thought were important. And I think that's kind of what he gives to them, especially in the context of this game without Jimmy and Bam. You need something to stop the bleeding. And he like yeah. consistently and the closing quarter thing. That three he hit to close I, I believe it was the first half. Mm-hmm. Um that's big, man. You go, you know, you you, you could have gone in tied. You go in with a three-point lead. That stuff matters, and like those kinds of things that they haven't been doing all season, and to see it tonight, and to see that guy get to that space where he has been struggled. Was he five for ten from three tonight? I believe so. Which is just, which is just big time, man. Just, just big time for him. Yeah, he was five for ten, seven for twelve from the field. Um, you know, I, I, I can't sing his praises enough tonight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I have, and I have to give Max's credit too because I got uncharacteristically frustrated um, because that that slump was pretty rough. And I had to take a step back and understand he had been playing out of position a lot of the season. He had been playing way more minutes than he should have been, being asked to do stuff he doesn't normally do. Um, so the slump was bound to come. And to see him get through it and look like Max again tonight was really just great to see. And it, it, it's, it's, it's just great to see. And as far as um, his importance to the team, I think now with Tyler on the starting lineup, they have to get their points from him in a sense. Back when when people start to get back, um, they have to get the points from him. So that's been the difference in a lot of games too, him just not not being able to get going. And so just seeing that tonight has been really encouraging. So hopefully he's able to continue it. Uh, he was inconsistent beginning of the season, but I'm not going to hold that against him. Hopefully he can continue what he's done tonight. Kyle Lowry is a guy that I think when when their starters, when their stars, right, Jimmy and Bam mm-hmm. are out, you know, all eyes go to go to Tyler and they go to Kyle. And I think rightfully mm-hmm. so, right? You're two, you know, next kind of highest paid, high profile guys down the line. Yeah. And I, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll close the show with, with Tyler, but you know, um, Kyle absolutely brought it tonight as a playmaker, as a scorer, which I thought was important early on in the game. Kenny, he was mm-hmm. kind of looking for a shot going downhill, which I think is really important on nights where Jimmy's not not there. He was putting pressure on the rim, kind of passing out of it, uh, getting yeah. guys open. Uh, you know, not that they were super great from three, which, by the way, small note, the fact that they got out rebounded and they got outshot from three and they still won is fucking impressive without their two best players. Just credit, good win. I, I'm not taking yeah. any, it was Minnesota without Towns. That's a fucking good win uh, that yeah. you needed. So I don't want to hear any of that. Um, but I thought Kyle was huge. Again, kind of similar to Max, where, you know, a lot of kind of those run stoppers, like run stoppers, didn't have his normal pick and roll partner in Bam. And I mm-hmm. liked what he ran with, with Orlando Robinson. I liked the way that he was using kind of wing screens. I thought Highsmith did a really good job kind of screening for him. I thought Kyle kind of picks his spots really well. Active rebounder. I thought defensively tonight he was really good when they were in zone or out of zone. Kyle was very sharp, attentive, very quick hands. And I, even though that charge at the end of the game kind of didn't go his way, I just liked the activity because mm-hmm. they understand that their two best players are not there. And sometimes you need to try like some risky shit. Um, and I don't mind that. And I thought the strips, the the activity, the rotations, all that was just super good for him tonight. 
Yeah, Kyle Lowry, and, and this is your ministry. Um, he may be the most misunderstood player in the league, I think. Um, I think people have expectations of him to just come out and score 18, 20 points, have eight assists, six rebounds, whatever it is. But his biggest asset and what is what's always been his biggest asset is he just makes the right play at the right time most of the time. He's not afraid to get in there and take a charge in, in the clutch. Um, like we said, that call didn't go to Heat's way, but him stepping into it, and it could have been – Anthony Edwards got in the air, but him being able to step into that and be able to take that chance is huge. Him being able to knock down Tommy shots is huge. He, was, he, he helped sets, force that yeah. steal at the end of the game. Yeah, he. I think he, he might be credited for that steal. He had know that he was the one that got his hands in there, and it was a team, yeah. it was a team effort because it was like there were there was help, but you know yeah. that's that's but, what he does. Yeah, but he just he steps up every time you need him to. When you have guys out who 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 usually score, he steps up and scores. And I think what happens now is there's a newer generation of basketball. Damn, I sound old this episode. <laughs> but there, there, there's a generation that doesn't really know like the era of point guard Kyle Lowry came from. And so he's doing that stuff. He's setting other guys up. He's just making the big play or whatever it is. And if he needs to score, he will. And tonight we saw it really shine through. I think people don't get it because, like, he he kind of oscillates between being very trigger-happy and, like, mm-hmm. too not trigger-happy. And it's, like, yeah. very – and I understand that that's frustrating. But I think – and chat – like, I know that he's frustrating for chat. But, like, even, even chat's, like, you know, um, you know, young uh, – like, man, you guys have fucking – you guys have names that I can't read. Um Somebody, somebody that starts with young is like Kyle turns up when the gang is out. I'd argue he plays to his full 30 million when he's just the main vet out there. Uh, like, you know, shit like that is like, you know, that's, I, I like that people like are appreciating that. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, you know, Nikias and I talked about this on a pod a couple, like maybe a month ago. He has to make, you know, what you want in a point guard, especially like a point guard like him. You know, those guys have to make a lot of decisions. And I think early the conversation was, well, what does Kyle do better than Gabe? And a lot of people kept saying that. And Nikias and I were it's like, little, you, you know, pretty ridiculous question. Yeah. And like, it's not the shit on Gabe because I love Gabe and I, yeah. I, we're going to get to him next. Um, But, you know, you just don't you need a guy that can make 50 to 60 decisions in a split second every game. And you need mm-hmm. like 90% of them to be good. And not ever, not everybody can do that, right? That's a lot of responsibility and game knowledge and everything. So, just credit to him, man. Played really well. I'm just happy that you know that he he showed up when they needed, and he's kind of been the guy. Um, and listen, last season, by the way, when you know guys were out and he was the main guy in, they got performances like this from like Orlando Robinsons and Gabe mm-hmm. Vincents and Max Struces and stuff like that. So tonight he got. You know, a really good Gabe, uh, a really good Max game, and a really good um, Orlando game, and that's he kind of helps kind of get that going and bring that together. Obviously, those guys credit to them for playing well, but just wanted to highlight my boy. Uh, okay, three more players, and we're gonna get out of here. I, I I normally don't do the post games going player by player, but I just think a lot of dudes. So many just, people play well. Yeah, I just think a lot of dudes deserve love. Let's get to Gabe, then Jovic, then close the show with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'm just happy that Gabe's back. Uh, Kenny Bon and I talked about this. He's a stabilizer for them. They need that real backup guard because I think Oladipo overhandling isn't good, and it's kind mm-hmm. of a thing. It's like you don't want Oladipo making those kind of on-ball decisions. You want him to make a decision to score off an attack, not to, not to you know, 
or gets orchestrate offense. And I think if you split that duty between a guy like Gabe and a guy like Oladipo, it kind of gives you what you got. Obviously, you get the tough-ass defense. He hit shots today, Kenny. He hit a yeah. couple threes. One went in and out uh, that were big time for him. The, the the shots in the paint, going at Gobert with the floater, he had a turnaround jumper that was kind of his, kind of getting to like one of his signature shots yeah. in the paint last season that, that he hit a few in that area, which was so big for them. But him kind of stepping up today, being available, I was just happy for the man that is Gabe Vincent. Yeah, and um, I mentioned earlier, not today, but on another show about – Gabe's percentages shooting wise may look that way because he has a new shot profile. And some of those shots, the turnarounds, the floaters, he wasn't taking those last year. And he hit those and he had that hot, I believe it was the third quarter or fourth quarter where he just went off. And so that's one thing. The defense is always going to be there. So obviously you need that off the bench. And that one lineup, because I don't think we're going to talk about these other players, where it was Gabe, Oladipo, and Haywood Highsmith where the Timberwolves just couldn't score. <laughs> you you missed that. You missed that from Gabe being able to be at the point of attack and really make things difficult for the other team. Kenny, you know what I loved about that? That and I I had I made the joke in our chat. That lineup had dog in them. Yeah. Yeah. And the the Heat haven't really looked like they've had that a lot of times this season. And to, so to see Hayward Highsmith with a new confidence, it seems like just looking at him. Oladipo, the defense Heisman never didn't left. didn't have to do too much today. Yeah. He just and, got and that, to be Haywood Highsmith. Yeah, he just got to defend, rebound. That's what you need him to do. <laughs> Don't ask him to take a bunch of threes. He takes really he's, awkward fast break layups, but they've gone in, so good yeah, for him. Yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, so credit to Gabe, man. You like, And with him missing nine games, you do get used to him being out and kind of not really realize how crucial he is to this team, but he comes back and he hits those big shots to stop the Timberwolves from going ahead. He gets those big stops, and then you understand why at one point we would consider him one of the better backup point guards in the league. The other thing about him that I – and I thought tonight it really showed was they got they got a new look to them. Not a new look, but an old familiar friend, the three-guard Spo special. Yeah. Now, we may have hated that in, in at times, <laughs> but – it's a different look that they need. And because Highsmith and Orlando Robinson have been really solid defensively and, and kind of good energy guys, you're kind of afforded to go a little smaller. Before, mm -hmm. they didn't have that luxury because they were already fucking small and they can't downsize already with fucking Deadman at the five, right? So mm -hmm. they have a little more line of versatility with Gabe because of how good he is as a defender and Gabe and, and Vic as well. <coughs> so... Uh, just I'm excited to see kind of how that turns out, and I like those units uh, as well today. Jovic, real quick on Jovic, um, happy that he's playing. One thing I will say is, uh, and I tweeted this out, I want him in a drop to play a little bit higher because, Kenny, mm -hmm. to me, he's not slow. It's not like he's like a, a cement-footed big. He can right. move. So I don't understand why he's so deep in a drop. Push him up a little bit and make him move get because guys are just like kind of walking into their shots or kind of mm -hmm. getting they they because he's so deep they have a bit of a step and they get to get to the spot of the floor that they want to get to and i just yeah. don't think that that's super great for them and i think if 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 jovic kind of steps up a little bit more gets to be a little more physical cut the fouls down i see that coming together another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and being in that deep of a drop, um, the the ball handler gets ahead of steam, and they get to really get into him. He doesn't have the strength to handle that yet. And so he does have the mobility to really cover that ground. So hopefully Spo does let him come a little higher up on those. But I will say, even despite that, tonight he looked a lot more solid defensively than before than before the um, G League stint. And so I will give him credit for that. The shooting also looked a little decent. It did, and and I I want I want him to keep taking those. You know, if he's open, he has to take them, and I think that you know he he was not shy in taking the open ones, and I know that some of them didn't go in, but got got to keep shooting, and that's that's important to them. The yeah. shot quality is there, and I think that he's a capable guy. So, <coughs> excuse the coughing, guys. I'm still getting over. Um, I'm trying to hit the cough button as I can, but you know it's it's uh sometimes I can't. So appreciate you guys bearing with me. We'll close the show with your boy Tyler, real quick, Kenny, mm-hmm. on him. Not the best night. Playmaking was there for him. Um, like we said, I kind of like those kind of low screen and rolls, kind of getting him into that floater area, which has become a really, really nice look for him. Hit one three, biggest fucking three of the game. Fucking troll, man. Hit the tough one. None of the easy ones. Uh, playmaking is still there, man. And I, I think for me, that's one of the biggest kind of factors for him, kind of getting guys involved. And without Bam, too, because I, mm-hmm. I think for me, a question was, can this guy create not with, you know, a, a generational talent at center and mm-hmm. uh, who is just a vortex uh, as a role man. And he did tonight. And I, I think that's really good, respectable, made the right reads almost every time. Um, I don't think had a ton of turnovers. I know he had a few at the end of the game, but I think for, for most of the run of play, uh, he was really good with turnovers. Only had, he had three, and I think two of those came in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so throughout the, run of the, throughout the run of the game, I thought he was really good on that end. Yeah, um, and I just want to give him credit for that. Um, it's just so he's become a very good all-around player in a sense. Um, I'm not gonna again, like like I said in pregame, I'm not gonna call him a defensive stop or anything. But as far as the playmaking tonight with the eight assists and three, um, and three only three turnovers, he also had three steals tonight, um, which you usually don't expect from him. And so I'll give him credit for that with the with the shot not falling. He was taking some questionable shots. I will also say that, but. He, he covered it up, and he did other stuff to really just make himself really productive tonight. And so I'm happy for him. He's become he, – you can't just really call him just a scorer anymore. Um, he's really stepped up in other places to kind of contribute to the team winning. Absolutely. And, um, you know, kind of need – hopefully can kind of get back on track. They play the Lakers on Wednesday, I believe. That's their next game, which is mm-hmm. nice that they're not having a bunch of fucking back-to-backs every week. That is, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's kind of what we like. Uh, I believe there's no game on Thursday for them as well. Uh, and they are off on, they have a Friday, uh, Saturday back-to-back, I believe, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Utah and Denver. That is uh, Adam Silver's never seeing heaven. So <laughs> big, big important win for them. 
Got to get the one on Wednesday before they head to Denver and Utah at the end of the week. Two tough teams and, frankly, a, a fucking brutal back-to-back uh, sure. on the road. So kind of looking out for that. Uh, great win. Team win, as Max said, post game with our friend Jeremy Taché. Um, you know, last thing I'll say, Kenny. Last mm-hmm. thing I'll say, and, and I, I know that we've dogged Karate on our platforms. I think Karate. I think Karate might be most improved uh, in the heel organization. Oh yeah, he's been really good this season. I, um, I slow down, really good. I slow down, well, really. Good. <laughs> well, compared to last season, I, yeah. But I think so. It goes. It's it's a little two way, right? Because it's like he's less funny because it's it's not as much situation, and I mean he still gives us the occasional chest to chest, which is <laughs> it's never not funny. Um, yeah. But he's cut down on the goof, which I miss. I like the goof and. Listen, mm-hmm. he was talking about like calls. I think he's been pretty I think he's been pretty like objective about like foul calls and stuff. I thought he he was really good today on the Kyle kind of uh, charge that wasn't a charge. Mm-hmm. Um kind of kind of kept it real there. And uh yeah, I, th- I think he's been I, I don't know, just wanted to give a little shout out to to Mr. Crotty cuz uh, you know, really ste- yeah, and, really stepping up. And you know what? This has been the old man episode, so I'll just close it with this one. <laughs> I remember um, Tony Fiorentino's first season. And oh, I he thought you were going to go older. I thought I thought you might go uh, Mike Fratello or uh, or even older. <laughs> I, I remember Mike Fratello being there, but he was I, there for like I, a I, season, right? It was like it felt yeah. like a fever dream. Oh, two, oh three, I think. But yeah, I, um, Tony Fiorentino wasn't. <laughs> Tony Fiorentino <laughs> wasn't really liked like that when he first started either. Um, but Tony's people grew to love him. Tony's a yeah, he. Incredible. Tony yeah, is your drunk uncle. Tony, Tony's yeah. your drunk uncle that says shit he shouldn't say. <laughs> my my favorite Tony Fiorentino thing would be with him making a joke and Eric Reed just changing the subject. Bro, that was so <laughs> funny, dude. <laughs> and you know that he's the kind of guy who's like <laughs> laughing at his own joke. He's like, ah, got him. Bro, did you see? Did you see? Did you see him going on hot take, Harry? Oh man, yeah. I don't I don't know how to take Harry's thing. Rowan is like, know. get his ass, coach! Get his ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's like. I just I just I just I just don't understand how to take Harry. Harry He's great in person Harry's though. An, Harry's an enigma. Um Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Tony Fiorentino. Uh some somebody's like that Mr. Krabs laugh. So that's, that's <laughs> kind of, kind of Tony. I missed the launching pad. I miss explaining the clear path foul. You know, we we could have Tony explaining the difference between the take foul and the and the and the clear path foul. I shouldn't say this on air, but I want I want to get Tony on here. Yeah, we can. Yeah, I definitely want to get Tony on here, man. To, to, to explain us to explain us to jump ball where the ball should go. You want it right here, all right? <laughs> you want it right? I listen. I love Tony. Uh, you know, I I was watching the Christmas. I don't know how much of the Christmas games you watch, Kenny, but I watch pretty much all of them. Jeff Van Gundy, why not the refs in that um, Warrior Warriors? Uh, uh, Memphis game in a way that mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody go after officials on an official NBA broadcast. <laughs> that man was straight up like, man, these these refs suck. And then Mike <laughs> Breed is like, you know what, Jeff? And then Mike Jeff is like, no, you're gonna come to their defense. Mike's like, no, I think, oh, yeah. I think they're wrong. And Jeff is like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, Jeff was ready to go at Mike Breen right there. <laughs> he just I started. It was, um, I think it was Moses Moody. No, it was Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, Might have gotten a foul call or something. Yeah, <laughs> and Jeff just started going off, which is funny because Kyle Lowry did that exact thing like fifty times today. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle's becoming Tim Duncan, in which he never does anything wrong. Right. Yeah. 
I, and I could, and I'm, I'm like trying to listen to what he says. Is one, oh bull, that was all bull. And they were arguing who, it, who, like who it went out of bounds off. <laughs> so that man's in full propaganda mode. <clears throat> oh my god! So excuse the cough, guys, again. But that's our show. Before I uh, hack up another lung, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll be here tomorrow, podding for you. I'll put up a schedule tomorrow morning. We got hangover time on Wednesday against the Lakers. That's one you're not going to want to miss. Uh, LeBron comes into town. Kenny, do you think LeBron's going to actually show up? You know, he likes to duck this team. Um, It depends on if Jimmy plays. If Jimmy plays, LeBron might not. I think Jimmy's going to play. In that case, yeah, LeBron's going to have an ankle or something. I don't know, man. Jimmy's Jimmy's too proud. That's, like, that's the game that Jimmy wants. Yeah. He probably could have played tonight. He was just like, nah, give me the Lakers. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy low-key ducks the Timberwolves. Yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a and, and I don't want to talk shit because you know Jimmy's my guy, but I know that if we were Timberwolves fans, we would be saying this. We would be saying that shit. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so it is a little weird. He never plays against them. It, it's it's getting to the point that I I don't think it's coincidence. <laughs> I think today is coincidence, but like all the other times, he played once and they lost. They he yeah. played the first game. I think it was like game three, and they lost. It was a weird game. It was after that win against the Bucks in overtime where Kelly did the weird catch. Man, love Kelly. yeah, yeah. So shout out to that. Shout out to them. Shout out to my Jacksonville Jaguars division leading going to the playoffs. Shout out to Trevi Trev. Uh, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Yeah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty-five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.